This is the Ottawa Podcast. My name is Keegan Ahn. I'm here with Amon Bashir, Rob Attrell, and our esteemed guest, Shay Murphy. Hey, Shay. Nice to see you. Yeah. Studio nice. audience is clapping right now. Nice. There we go. We have two guys yeah. in the audience today. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, how's it going, Shay? It's going well. Good. Go, it's going well. Yes. Yeah, very well. Yeah. Friday. Right. Another day, another podcast. Oh, and a Friday. Yeah. And another beer. Isn't Friday? Huh? Isn't it Friday every day for you uh, out of school? No, I'm working summer camp he, now. He oh, works. Okay. He yeah. works <laughs> to pay off all these right, bills. Right, right. As slummy as we think he is, <laughs> he actually does something. Slummy. So, um, uh, as as, uh, as usual, instead of getting to our guest, we start with uh, a beer. We give the guest a beer so that they are involved at least. We get we give the guests a shout out and a beer, and then we ignore them for the first five minutes. I wish I could start every day like that. <laughs> uh, this week we are drinking Kitchissippi 1855. This is the most local brew we've ever uh, drank on the show. Uh, why don't you guys try it and let me know what you think. I'll tell you a bit more about it. It's a gold medal winner at the 2012 World Beer Championships in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, it's 5.2% alcohol, lightly roasted malt flavors. And uh, their family, or their company, is 100% family-owned and is committed to keeping their beer exclusive to Ottawa and surrounding communities. Hmm. I like it. it. It's really light. This is an amber ale, I think, and uh, it's uh, it's really really light. But it, no, I, I I enjoy all of Kitchissippi's beers actually. How about you guys, Shay? What do you think? Um, I like it. I mean, I'm not a beer connoisseur per se, but last night I had another beer, I believe. In the Ottawa area, beyond the pale. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I had some uh, party animal, and that was quite strong. Mm. <laughs> so this is refreshing. This is this is a good beer. It's refreshing. I like it. It's light. I'm a light beer person. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. So this is good for your summer's day. It's perfect. Definitely. There you go. Yeah. It's tasty. Yeah. It is. It has a roasted flavor, like it says on the bottle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's where uh, Keegan gets his input. And uh, um, malt? Is there malt in yeah. it? Do you taste? I that? think so. It also says that on the bottle. Yeah, so that's, what, you. that's what I got such from a, it. I can feel that 100 percent family owned. I was. <laughs> I, I I went to this brewery actually. It's just off Carling, and it, it threw me off completely because I, uh, you know, I mean, I think of Bose when I think of a brewery around Ottawa, which you know that's in Bank Lake Hill. That's a little ways away. Right. But this is like right by you know Thousand Island Sushi. This is in the middle of the city. Oh really? Yeah, it's just sort of a uh, a bit of a warehouse, and it's a microbrew just out there. And, oh, uh, cool. No, it, it was neat going for a bit of a tour there too. It just it surprised me that would it would just be in the middle mm-hmm. uh, of Westboro, I guess. Sweet. But uh, anyway, so it's good. Very neat. Uh, our guest today is Shay Murphy. Shay, can you tell our audience about yourself a little bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, is that is that a weird transition for anybody except for me? No, I mean it's, it's so I, I just thought just no, you're rambling about warehouses in Westboro. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the brewery. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead, <laughs> <I'm> over. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Shane. <laughs> uh, you know, living in Ottawa for the past uh, twelve years now. Went to university here, graduated, and like a lot of Ottawa people, working for the federal government. So working for uh, National Defense for the past five and a half years. That's okay. awesome. That's pretty much me in a bubble. So, you, so you've been here since 02? Yes. Uh, where were you before that? Uh, before that was New Brunswick. We lived there. I lived there with my family for three years. Okay. And then 
Before that was Prince Edward Island. We lived in Summerside, PEI. Great place to visit during the summer. And then just the summer. Terrible during the winter. Yeah. 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 No, there's hockey and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's okay. a very touristy place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, before that, it was Montreal. Okay. Uh, for ten years, so I moved right. a couple times cool. to Montreal, but that's been my. So what, what's what's home to you right now? Uh, Ottawa for sure. Ottawa's? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Your your family moved here as well then. Yeah, everybody moved here, and then now my one of my sisters moved away, and yeah, the rest of them are here. Some of the year. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's a lot of moving for your family. Is it, is that because of your parents' jobs? Uh, my father was a regular member in the RCMP, so uh, he, he had, uh, moved around for his job, right. and my mom was a nurse, so classic combination. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. easier for her to get a job as well. Uh, moving around, nurses aren't demand anywhere, so. Great. Yeah, awesome. that's that's gotta be a good feeling, eh? That yeah. yeah, I could leave the city. I could go somewhere else, and you know, somebody's and gonna have need, a job. Yeah. And, and, I mean, everybody can apply for jobs and things, but I feel yeah. like nursing is one of them. Well, it's so wide. Like you can do nursing can be you know retirement homes, hospitals, community nursing, uh, health education with the you know school systems. There's a lot of opportunity for nurses to get involved uh, sure. to any level in the in the uh, community. Makes sense. Right. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so so now now that you've been here for for a little while and, and you went to school, what did you go to school, school for? Sorry, uh, mechanical engineering. Okay. From yeah, and and you know you, you got your job. You you went through the course of what you know typically a university student does. You know you you you, you put in your time and that's fine. Right. Um, and then you spent how long sort of working at D and D? So the past uh, five and a, I started there. February two thousand and eight. Okay. Oh, okay. Six six and a half years, I hey, guess. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but the first year was as a student. Right. Like mm-hmm. I worked for a year as a student, part time and full time throughout. Yeah. Very cool. And, and and at a certain point you went back to school, is that correct? Uh I never left school. <laughs> you never left <laughs> you never left school. So what happened, um, I get this I get asked this a lot, is sure. why didn't you go for an MBA? Sure. And um, I don't know how to take that sometimes, but okay. <laughs> uh, essentially what happened is I went to school, started my engineering degree, uh, took my first summer off, worked a lot, and then started my second year in engineering, and I, starting in second year, I started taking business courses within my degree and during the summers. Oh. So I've really only had three semesters off in the past 10 years. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so the first summer, uh, the first summer of school, and uh, last summer, I think, and then uh, two two winters ago. Okay. So yeah, that's <laughs> I've been pretty much a professional student. Wow. Uh, so so does that mean what does that do to your undergrad? Like you just have a bunch of extra courses on top of it. So yeah, uh, what happens is you get so at Auto U, mm-hmm. I got my first degree. And I don't know how many years they're allowed to take in, but at the time I had uh, over one year of courses done. So they credit me for one year. Yeah. Uh, I, when I went to convocation, I actually got uh, an extra certificate that I wasn't expecting because I completed uh, more than a year of business throughout my engineering part-time. Oh, wow. oh cool. Uh, so I got a certificate and my engineering degree. Great. And uh, they transferred over those courses and then I just continued on with the last three years Two, well, like two and a half years mm-hmm. of courses. Right. Okay. Nice. And that's so. towards your master's? 
no, to Bachelor of Commerce. Oh, so yeah. a, sec- a second degree. So okay. a second degree, and I Got it. actually just completed that this week. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations. Yeah. So <laughs> That's good. <laughs> officially passed. I needed That's my awesome. last course. That's and great. The marks were actually just released today at uh, 2.45. You wow. did it. Oh, shoot. Okay. That's awesome. I, I did something similar, less intense, but a master's in education. Yep. And I finished my last course a few weeks ago, but they haven't contacted me yet. I don't know if that's a bad sign. Yeah, probably bad. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was as well. Yeah, I thought it you. Well, you, you always have this. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Being in the podcast, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Shay, are you... I know with, like, um, defense stuff, it's sometimes um, sensitive about, like, talking about your work. And I just don't know what capacity you work in or, or what you're allowed to say. Uh, so, I... I'm an engineer in national defense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right now, I don't work as a what people would typically consider an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting to the design table, building cars, or building sure. uh, planes, or whatever. Right. Um, we do have some hands-on engineers at national defense. Um, I work more in like project management, program management, and so what I do is there are we have a. Contractor who provides us long-term support to get uh, communication stuff developed, so radios or, or the software for the radios, mm-hmm. and I sort of act between the contractor and the 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 design engineers at National Defense. Okay. So that's yeah. that's what I do. I sort of communicate between the two and make sure that everything's audible, auditable, yeah. so if an auditor came in that it's good. Oh, Make sure that processes are in place that are appropriate and, and all that. So that's that's what I do at National Defense right now. So it sounds kind of like you're using a bit of your engineering and a bit of your your commerce. Yeah. So that's one. Right? Yeah, I got this job two and a half years ago, and the reason yeah. I took it was because it took me a little bit away from the uh, hard skill engineering and blended the commerce and the engineering together. Right. So cool. Try to communicate to the engineers, but I'm mechanical engineering <laughs> trying to communicate with signals and and uh, electrical engineers. So it's a little it's a little challenging once in a while, but it, it's nonetheless awesome. So you get your right. wires crossed sometimes. Uh, ah. Yes. <laughs> so uh, all those two fields, um, do you have more of a passion towards one? I would definitely say I enjoyed business much more. Okay. So, I mean, obviously in your employment, while there are certain practical applications of, of your business sort of background now, are there certain ventures, are there certain sort of ways that you've been able to sort of ex- be more exposed to the business aspect of, of, of things? Yeah. Not necessarily in your work, but just in your life. Uh, life-wise, uh, I enjoy... Like, so. I've only been part of one startup thing, and uh, because I was working at National Defense in a high-demand job at the time, I had to separate from the company. Uh, They're still going. They actually just won an insert grant for $25,000 for research, uh, a heating and cooling company. And um, so I have limited practical experience, but uh, I enjoy, you know, talking with startups or friends who are doing things and and uh, I guess you can say not consulting but you know like asking questions and giving theoretical 
based advice on like branding or how to you know hire or where to look for hiring or trying to make connections with startups and friends of mine like that. That's interesting because you're not just focused on one element. I mean, like organizational design, for example, can just be one element of it. But right. you're you're talking about the full scope of things. What? Well, I mean, I'm okay. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not huge in finance. I'm not sure. very knowledgeable in that. What I focus on in my commerce degree was strategic development, strategic direction. I see. Right. Okay. okay. So asking questions. You know, if um, if a friend came to me and you know for instance my roommate or whatever came to me and said oh this is my business and I'll ask okay it's sort of like a counseling job but uh, you know asking okay where do you see yourself in five years what do you mm -hmm. think you want to do in five years where do you see your business growing and trying to discover what they want to do and then just giving pointers and like oh maybe you should try this or look at that or maybe here's the thing or if you're marketing how do you want to market yourself or branding so more on that aspect and not all, like HR stuff I'm not familiar with finance yeah. accounting I'm not even I don't even know accounting I try nobody, to, nobody knows what accounting is accounting doesn't know accounting <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's like therapy for startups yeah well, I, I I mean I yeah I, I, it's one way to put it like one way to put it but, but uh, uh, no, direction I get that yeah direction yeah, yeah. and, and it, it can be anything like I've spoken with people that started um, uh, um, a grooming business for pets right and, yeah trying that and you know I, I don't know I, I enjoy talking with people and discovering what makes them tick and mm -hmm. on the business side of stuff as well as personal yeah. stuff but uh, so not all encompassing not okay. everything no, but no, more like that's direction true. how we want to represent the business yeah. and how you know where can you find information and giving that type of direction I guess yeah that's fair informal yeah. direction mm -hmm. okay great so if we wanted some tips in terms of yeah. where we want to take this podcast in the next five years Please. You're our guy. I will gladly speak with you about that. <laughs> yeah, that, would yeah. that, that, that would be fun. We yeah. should actually take you up on this offer. We will take you up on this offer. <laughs> I've decided. Right here. <laughs> Speaking of uh, businesses, we should probably get to our sponsor for today. We should. Um, yeah, probably, probably one of our biggest gets as Rob Bull. Uh, yeah. yeah, so our sponsor this week is the Royal Canadian Mint. Uh, they are releasing an Ottawa Moments collection. So, for a limited time, you can purchase your very own set of collectible coins that feature prominent moments in Ottawa history. Uh, who can forget the amalgamation of Nepean, Canada, and other communities to create Ottawa? <laughs> remember that time that Obama ate a beaver tail? I do. Yeah. Do you? I, I remember that. We do, too. <laughs> and now, you too at home can cherish that moment and many more forever with this limited edition set of coins. Other coins include... The Ottawa, Ottawa River Parkway being renamed to Sir Johnny McDonald Parkway coin. The Ottawa Adopt the Green Bin coin. And the inaugural episode of the Ottawa Podcast coin, which oh, is actually, crucial. it's already sold out, so you don't even bother. But nice. the rest of the collection is, is definitely available through the Royal Canadian Mint. Well, maybe, we, maybe we don't need Shay's business advice. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do we get money for each other? We got a coin. Uh, yeah, but it's chocolate money. That's true. <laughs> Apparently, we didn't trademark anything, so they trademarked it. Yeah. <laughs> <And> copyrighted it. <laughs> Speaking about money, I saw a funny picture. Yeah. Uh, somebody went into the Dollarama, and you can buy 100 pennies in plastic for a dollar. 
That's actually that's a plus tax. Well, now now he's not bad. So plus tax, of course. So you're Why? paying more. Why are you just using real tax? Yeah, that's insane. Exactly. That's insane. I think people are just getting rid of the pennies now. You don't have to pay anything. No. <laughs> I mean, you can buy like if you get a 1970s penny, you can pay. You can buy it, or like collectors will buy it off you for more than a cent. No, and that makes sense. And but they have. Well, did you say coins are worth more than what they're actually? I think yeah. CBC had a, a news thing where. Um, a certain serial of two dollar bills were going for like ten grand. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I saw, saw that, and I yeah. thought I, I thought I used to have one, and apparently I, it's gone. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you, you went to it in nineteen ninety four. You got two coats. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Everyone save your, save your five dollar bills now. <laughs> yeah, before it. they're gone. That's it. I was gonna ask you guys: Do you think pennies will? Come grow back. in value, oh. not come back. I mean, okay. like the two dollar. Well, they, they do. Bill, they will. You know? They will. Grow they, they they do as it is. But I, I absolutely think they will. Yeah. Although, so, so I should save my pennies, right? Listeners should save their pennies. Are they, are they now, I don't know how much money we're talking about here, but... Uh, <laughs> are they legal tender still? Like, you can still I, use them, so I don't think, I think you can they are melt legal, them down but yet, but eventually you'll probably be able to melt them down, and they're worth more than a penny in metal now. That's no, but cool. I mean, like, the way the $2 bill kind yeah. of... Oh, yeah, no, I, even, I Not the, those exceptional bills, but I think a $2 bill, on average now, is worth more than $2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. For sure. Oh, I think I think it'd be pretty easy to, to double your investment with the pennies. Yep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> One cent to two cents. Trade, trade in your new purchase from the dollar store for two dollars. There you go. That's not too bad. <laughs> I think they're more wise investments, yep. but, but you, you know, <laughs> the carrying cost. To reach their own. Terrible. So Shay, you we talked a lot about your professional, academic life. Uh, sorry, professional and academic. How about your um, recreational or creative side? Obviously. What, what, yeah, what do you like to do in that sphere of being? Um, hmm. Uh, I, so I'm part of a local band, San right. Pluto. Uh, that's a pretty good size of my free time hobby stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, writing music, performing music, uh, that type of stuff. I uh, just recently started taking up guitar lessons, and that's pretty awesome. Uh, I enjoy reading uh, certain types of magazines. I mean, it's sort of business-based magazines, but uh, you know, just reading about the market, economy, and all that stuff. Um, I don't know, board gaming, video games, I right. guess typical boy stuff. Sure. Oh man, we got lots Growing of stuff to talk about that. Yeah, that's um, it. <laughs> sports, soccer. Find new beers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> apparently. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know that uh-huh. that type of stuff. Yeah. So you're you drum for Sons of Pluto. I do. Yes. And now you're learning guitar. Yep. So what's the what's the transition like, or, or what are the differences between? Well, we we had a um, we had a uh, uh, we recorded a video yesterday, and um, I was joking around about how much I enjoy guitar more than drums <laughs> for the sole fact. That I can walk around with my instrument right. and play it at the same time. Uh, <laughs> I just got I just got an image of you walking around somehow with a you know a full set of drums. Anyway, <laughs> well, I'm thinking Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins, where he's got the, the whole yeah, well, kit on his. That's well, on I was thinking the ground was super woolly actually, yeah. but I saw, I saw <laughs> a guy like that on the canal once, yeah. and he had a harmonica like yeah, strapped yeah. to his face as well. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cool. You but can do that. I, I can imagine, yeah, it's it's, it's more it's, liberating. It's freeing. Yeah, sure. it's liberating. And uh, sure. uh, transitioning wise, so I 
I took a lot of training when I was younger in drums. Uh, I, went to, I took a lot of classes in high school and, and whatnot. So the theory aspect of scales and all that, you know, chords and all that, I had a fundamental understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm starting to relearn it and get more into it. Uh, I'd say that the, the strongest point or the most like, playing rhythm stuff and keeping tempo and all that is very natural to me just because of my training. Uh, so transitioning to like a rhythm guitar is very appealing to me. I'm right. not I'm not that good at soloing and stuff. Mm, so yeah. uh, not that I intend to solo, but you know, <laughs> I really enjoy rhythmic stuff and uh, That's all that, so awesome. So so with the band, where where is that your favorite place you guys have ever performed, or maybe a least favorite as well, actually, or e- <laughs> least either favorite both uh, both. <laughs> Least favorite yeah. certainly more interesting. But to, yeah. be, to be honest with you, I just joined a year and a half ago, yeah. and I don't think there was any bad show. Um, That's good. I, I don't, there's no, I don't have any bad stories. Like, I don't have any worst gig stories or anything yet. Um, best gig, though, I don't, uh, I don't know. Best gig, we've, we've had a few good ones. I really enjoyed, uh, Playing for this uh, local movie called Hens Night, uh, mm-hmm. they had a, a, a like a charity or fundraising yeah. night um, in May, and that was a lot of fun because we got to meet two awesome bands. Yeah, uh, uh, and that you know it was great to see like different creative arts working together to achieve a common goal of you know trying to get a, a local movie out. So right, that was at Saw, right? Yeah, I was at Saw. Yeah. Saw. yeah, that was I. That was probably the best gig I've had so far with mm. the Bruce. Do you find you often have the opportunity to mingle with other bands? Uh, not as much as I would like. Uh, I'm trying to uh, make an effort to start networking more and getting involved mm. in the uh, in the music and artistic community. So that's that's my right. end of summer slash fall uh, mission. Oh, nice. I guess. So yeah. on my list to do stuff. That's, that's within Ottawa, like the yeah, the local music scene. So trying to go to a show every three weeks, oh, awesome. or, or something cool. like as a as a watcher, like a spectator, and, sure. and all that. So that makes sense. Um, yeah. Now, although this isn't just Ottawa, do you find yourself frequenting some of the uh, some of the music festivals that happen around Ottawa? Yeah, I went to Blues Fest. I got a full Blues Fest pass. Great. Um, it was great. Got saw a lot of bands. Uh, got a new favorite band, temporary favorite band. So, oh, nice. Cool. Uh, you, do you want to name drop it? Uh, well, I guess there are two. There's okay. one called Bonobo, who's uh, uh, an electronic music artist. Great. Awesome music. He had great showmanship. Uh, and then the other band I saw on the River Stage as well was uh, Vintage Trouble from the States. Okay. I think cool. that would probably be one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Now, as a musician... Oh. And watching these bands and obviously picking, well, I mean, electronica aside, looking at a band, are there certain things that maybe you see that, you know, me, who I'm not musically inclined at all, that maybe I don't appreciate as much? Or are there things that in particular you appreciate from being in a band and being a musician? Uh, I, so, for instance, from when I watched Vincent's Trouble, yeah. I, um, I, wa- I, I love to, like, observe and see what, what I can learn from people groups or whatever and I, I really from a I guess self-development point of view not necessarily musically but uh, you know stage presence and all that stuff I sure. watched and observed how he did it and took pointers and 
and noticed how he talked and moved and how the drummer did the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, musically wise, um, I guess I, I I like to listen to albums and stuff for musicality. Uh, live shows are great for musicality, but uh, live shows are an entertainment piece as well. They have the you know the visuals the interaction and all that stuff added on top of what the album is so um i when i go to shows i usually try to watch how they're using their music to connect with people and that's neat. how they're making that interface go seamlessly with the show so that's great um yeah i, I don't know that's pretty much it but okay um I, I went to Toronto in November with some buddies and we did a, like a, a Toronto music tour. We went to somewhere or a few places every night to watch bands play, local bands there. That was fun. Sure. Uh, but um, yeah, watched them and saw some really good local music there. Okay. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, um, other other hobbies that you've, you've mentioned outside of music, you said, you know, you, you do a lot, for example, video games. Yeah, well, I try to well, fit video games in when I can. Right. Uh, what are we talking about here? That's a mature answer. Uh, that's it. Well, we know I, the truth. <laughs> sure doesn't sleep. Um, video games, uh, you know, when I have time, uh, the newest game I got was uh, Diablo 3 for PlayStation 3. Oh, sweet. Uh, me and, and my girlfriend play that when we have time. Uh, it's sort of a healthy of an hour to waste or two hours before soccer or before going out or something sure uh, we'll crush a couple of hours there uh, that's awesome that introduces this whole new concept is the the within a relationship you know a boyfriend and girlfriend or you know whatever the yeah. couple being able to play a video game together yeah like can you speak to that at all because I'm, I'm just saying it was amazing I, I've never that's experienced that <laughs> <laughs> uh, well I, I don't I don't know I, the way I, I I guess the way I see it sometimes is there's unhealthy video gaming and then media, like middle ground and then healthy video gaming. <laughs> sure. uh, I've heard horror stories of, of girls, and I, I guess I could say girls or ladies lose, like breaking the relationship up because of like World of Warcraft, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I've heard the classic, wow. like he got yeah. obsessed with it and I had to leave, like he was just... But you hear the opposite as well, you hear she her getting upset, uh, obsessed with it. Uh, yeah, it's it's rarer, but often. Uh, it's less often. But you do hear about that. I I actually like I I probably played twice, and I played twice because I was in a long distance relationship. Right. And she was playing it. Right. And, uh, and it kind of worked out. Yeah. Uh, for that, but I, I just I I I can't invest that much to that type of game, and it didn't take. You dated a, a someone on World of Warcraft? No, no. I mean, it's my girlfriend at the time. Uh, <laughs> Played World of Warcraft, Wait, but that's not how we met. We met in person. Yeah. They met in a chat room. I'm not yeah, saying that. Oh, this is this is currently this is going out. All right, well, I'll Run save you here. Uh, save <laughs> yeah, so I think there's that unhealthy aspect that uh, can destroy relationships, and then there's that healthy-ish type where, like, you know, maybe one partner plays as a hobby, but yeah. um, girlfriend and I, we we have other common interests. Like, we enjoy music. We mm -hmm. play a lot of soccer. She's a much better soccer player than I am, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know it's I, you know it's something because it's a team-based game. This Diablo three game, so I find you know it's cool to like what's her strengths in the character and what's my strengths and how can we like best adjust it to sure. defeat evil. So I don't know. It's like a team building, That's great. Like relationship building yeah. thing. And, but again, we you know maybe once once a week or once every two weeks that we play for a couple of hours. So it's not. Uh, 
No, you guys don't obsess over it. It's just very no, no, cool no. that you guys can do that together. Yeah. And, uh, because you, you don't always hear about that, right? Yeah. No, I agree. I'm, I'm not sure if I've it, really heard much of it. Yeah. Is it the kind of, like, uh, forgive me for being ignorant to video games, but do you guys play multi, like, can you play multiplayer on the same machine where you can... Yeah, so uh, Diablo 3 released <laughs> I a console thing, and you can play uh, on the same machine, on the same screen with the two characters walking around. Okay, so cool. That's cool. It's like nice. working together on the same. That, that's another thing that just in general, like I have an Xbox and I don't, I don't think I have a single game where I can play with my roommate both on the same console. It's hard to find now. It really is. The split screen of a yeah. But but back, stuff. you know, back even even like five years back, it was much easier. And I, I remember I, I grew up playing a game uh, uh, Need for Speed, so it's yeah, just two people class, racing, yeah. and, and and I loved that the Hot Pursuit version where. One person could be a cop, one person could be sort of like the bad guy or whatever. Right. And I used to play it with my, my, my brother all the time. And then they came out with a new Hot Pursuit about three or four years ago. And it was cool. But it was one player. It was one player online. And, and, and well, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I don't I don't like to do the whole online thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah. if, I, if I'm hanging out with somebody and playing the same game, I mean, yeah, uh, and it's, I, it's different. I think the internet, I remember reading an article on this, and it's something that, like, internet, we're, we're trying to push graphics and all this yeah. stuff to the max and the internet's been uh, offloading that and the community is more focused on the internet now as opposed to you know, 15 years ago when we were playing Super Nintendo or whatever sure. mm-hmm. when coming like Fred coming over brother hanging out and playing a video game for fun was you know you're offline you yeah. had the, yeah. that was one way but um, yeah I don't know it's it's, it's it's rare to find uh, I know Borderlands is one that I played with my roommate uh, a few years ago we yeah. enjoyed playing that um, uh, you can play two players on the same machine but yeah they're rare now yeah so you have this as rare combination of a lot of things first of all just playing two you know two players at, at all just on the console mm-hmm. and second of all playing with your girlfriend <laughs> good for you <laughs> <laughs> no it's <laughs> That's good. And uh, you, you said board games. You're interested in board games. Love board games. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've, we've been trying to get Meeple's Republic on here for a while, like a local Ottawa board game association. Board game you, I, you must run into uh, people like that. Yeah, um, there are a few people that are that I interface with that I meet a lot of others through board gaming. Um, Beats and boards at Monopolate and at Rosher Cafe on Tuesdays is one place to meet oh, them. Oh. Um, great place, great social atmosphere. They take, they use board games uh, as a means for so- social stuff, yeah. like social activity. Yeah. And um, Monopolate uh, is a board game sh- uh, cafe. There's the Loft board game cafe. So they're start- starting to pick up in Ottawa. And yeah, Meeple's Republic is a company that uh, uses board games to get people to mix and mingle. Right. Uh, great. Uh, I know both the owners, the chairwoman, and they're two great people and very nice and all that. Um, Neat. Sweet. So, and, and I guess what you do is that, you, you know, let's say you go to one of these events, uh, or, or whether it's at Monopolate or, or yeah. wherever, and I guess you, you have to almost learn a new board game, but it is a theory that everybody's kind of new to it type thing? Um, because I imagine we're not just talking about Risk or Scrabble. No, there's, there's, they're all, they're all, like, they're, Tens of thousands of board games, and, and some that last hours and hours. And hours. Some that last. Uh, I played board games that would last twelve hours. Oh. Uh, oh. I played some that would last ten minutes. Yeah. And um, 
The good thing about Beats and Boards is that the hosts will help people learn the games. Yeah. Oh, that's so there's, neat, there's yeah. typically not you're typically not playing your, uh, no, your your the biggest game I played is Twilight Imperium, which is just a massive game. You're playing games that take like two, up to three hours, three and a half hours yeah. and less. Mm -hmm. um, okay. In terms of Meeple's Republic, they have. Uh, you know they have the same thing they have hosts that teach you the game so everybody that goes there you can not even know how the board game works and they'll explain it to you and everybody starts off on the same page sort of thing very so, cool um, awesome. yeah those those things like you're not going to be left out in the dirt and you know they're gonna they, they help you learn these board games and yeah. through that you get to meet new people that's great cool how how long have you been into the board games have, has that just been start off Monopoly at age eight and, and that's, uh, that's really what my question is the gateway and you got bored and then, <laughs> that's it and, yeah and it's just looking for more I guess uh, board gaming for me started uh, two or three years ago okay uh, well okay more than that uh, you know we have our classic American games like Monopoly Monopoly and Clue sure. Life Scrabble, um, Scrabble like there's sure. those American games yeah. um but then uh, one of the bigger games that is popular now is Settlers of Catan. Right. Uh, so I got that. We got that game as a family like you know six or seven or eight years ago. I was like, oh, this is awesome! Like this yeah. is completely different. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, those are so Settlers of Catan is considered a Euro type game. Uh, it's a different mechanism, like different ideology than the American games. You need a lot more strategy type thing, and you. Uh, well, like the the advantage of Settlers of Catan is that everybody's in it until the end. Right? Oh like yeah, you're, you're in it no matter what until the end. So you can you're all sitting together until the end of the game. Whereas like Monopoly or or or, or um, you know Risk, somebody's gonna get kicked out right. eventually, okay. and then they're gonna hang around for an hour or two and sort of thing. So sure. uh, Euro is multiple genres, but that's one of the main things is that everybody's till the end. And yeah, there's a strategy based thing. Yeah, uh, Euro games are usually more strategy based, uh, but I think American games are catching up. That's just my opinion, sure. by the way. Um, <laughs> this whole podcast is your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> we, we understand that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd say like getting really into it was probably two years ago. Okay. Two, two or three years ago. And uh, and is that sort of an extent? Like, like was Settlers your, your gateway? Settlers is was my gateway, and it was <laughs> actually considered one of the most classic gateway games yeah. to get people into uh -huh. uh, new games. I was just okay. gonna say I think that's mine too. Thinking back, huh. I started playing like Settlers, Kansas. and I was yeah. like, "Oh, board games don't have to be like have a spinner." Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I do like the spinner, but I, I'm with you that no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, it's not like one guy who's like who like knows how to hit it to make it always land on blue. Yeah. You play Twister a lot, don't you? I was gonna say that's. I I played Settlers of Catan for the first time probably about three years, three and a half years ago. And I played it maybe six or seven times, and I grew to hate it. I, mostly because the one or two of the people I played with were really, really competitive about it. Mm -hmm. But it just made me never want to play it. And now it's also completely turned me off of right, board games. Yeah. So like, I guess it's the same kind of thing. Like, it's a gateway. If, if so, if you don't like it, you're never going to get into it. Gateways closed. Yeah. Settlers. I've. You can refine blogs ten ways to yeah. make your oh, friends that. angry at you, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Settlers is one of those things. You can be a really big jerk in it, and you're you're gonna make frenemies, sort of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. 
There's there's a game I played last weekend called um, Game of Thrones. If you watch the oh. show or read the book, sure. Uh, it's you're probably familiar with all the backstabbing and cutthroats yeah. and, and war. Well, that's what this game is. You literally are there's six houses fighting for control of Westeros. Yep. And it is essentially lying, cheating, and stealing. That is what uh, this game is. Uh, making alliances awesome. and breaking them. So it is you're making frenemies no matter what yeah. in this game so so this isn't a game that you'd want to go and meet people no uh <laughs> you'd have to watch out because some people do take gaming very seriously and yeah. may get offended and aggressive with it okay. so um the friends the people i like to play with are, are friendly co- competitive sure uh not that like you're like at each other's throats but you, it's a friendly type of competitive yeah. atmosphere you can so. remove yourself for a minute yeah exactly that's it um some people don't some yeah. people don't even care about the game or they're just a social yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh so yeah it's okay why'd you cut my head off i just <laughs> wanted a dog <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's fantastic is there anything worse than the board game bro like a guy who's like hyper aggressive like you're oh just board game bro really <laughs> like, can you imagine like dude in a tank top and a backwards hat yeah, I know you're not gonna betray me, bro. <laughs> you're my boy, uh, and I, I feel like this is the guy who would flip the table. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't want table flippers. I never met. No, that no, guy. you don't. You don't because you know, it takes so long to set up. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of betrayal, I played Axis and Allies for the first time at yeah. uh, a cottage, and it's like a really long game. But we were it's at like a cottage. Risk 2.0. I yeah, guess. so we just, it was like Risk when we were complicated. And so we just had like forever. So we were like, yeah, let's set up this like three day board game. Sure. And so we spent like a day, like a full day, I think, playing it. And uh, I was Germany. And so I was like, oh, true to form. I'm, like, usually the strategy <laughs> is. Big Poland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the strategy is like, you are a country and you like try and make an alliance with one country or two countries. Like, obviously, it's like divide and conquer, right? Like, you just like try to destroy one country at a time but my strategy was i made alliances with everyone but then i also backstabbed everyone <laughs> <laughs> like what one at a time uh no i orchestrated it so like on the same turn like turn 19 or something it was just like one thing when all my allies were like what did you just do <laughs> and uh and then we stopped playing the game <laughs> <laughs> the table was flipped yeah everyone was so mad and it was like midnight. It always introduces this whole thing of if you're capable of, of doing this, even though it's a fake, if you as a person, Keegan, are capable of doing this, <laughs> yeah. what will you do to me in real life? He's <laughs> an extension. Of it. No, I get it. I get it. I, I mean, I, I've never played that or really heard of that game, but I... Uh, you should do a podcast with it. Want to play the game? play it and do a podcast. <laughs> See, people like that. Have right? a marathon podcast. <laughs> we'll tell people what times to tune in. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, we should find out what's going on in Ottawa. Uh, well, let's actually do classic Ottawa. That's uh, oh, because that's what we call. Let's this find week. out what <laughs> happened in Ottawa. Because <laughs> last last week we combined both. Yeah. But uh, no, classic Ottawa is our new segment. Um, what has happened already? Yeah. It's really you're 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 trying here, and I, I respect it, <laughs> but give up. <laughs> uh, no, classic Ottawa. That's uh, yeah, our, our our new segment. So what's uh, what happened was first of all, a longtime Ottawa senator and former Sens captain Jason Spezza, he put his house up to sale, up up for sale. That's that's what it's supposed yeah. to say. Uh, he put his house up for sale as he prepares for his big move to Dallas. Uh, of course, he was traded. Uh, 
what, a couple months ago, I suppose. Uh, the house is about 5,500 square feet. It's selling for $1.69 million, and that's basically the combined salary of the three guys the Sens got in return. Oh, snap. <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. Here's something. I, uh, I I watched this, too. There's a video that was recently updated uh, to uploaded. 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 I can't even speak today. Um, a video was recently uploaded to YouTube, which involved a man speeding through Carleton University's <laughs> underground tunnels <laughs> on that. a dirt bike. <laughs> Uh, at times, uh, he, you could see he had a digital spot. So this was a, like a helmet cam or something? Or uh, yeah, it looked like a GoPro or something. And uh, you could see that he reached over 80 kilometers per hour at some point. Um, thankfully, nobody was hurt. Thankfully, nobody well, no one was, was hurt. It was just him and, and his uh, other videographer, I guess. After seeing this, University of Ottawa stated, See, this would never happen in our tunnels. <laughs> the one, the one outside of Ma- sight. <laughs> Mar- Marion to sight, I think. Yeah, I'd say Marion to, 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 to sight. There's, uh, there's a long connected. It's, it's connected. A lot of it's like overground and all over the place, but there's not much underground at Uadam. I can get from Marion to sight. You can, but all underground. Like there's one stairs. Oh, yeah, well, that's on what I mean. It's just that. On and on a motorcycle. Oh yes, it does go to sight. You have to go through the lobby, but then yeah. you go through sight. There's a new one in, that goes under, isn't there? From the the new social sciences building to Lemova. Yeah, but you, you can you hit eighty kilometers Probably. per hour? Let's try. <laughs> We're doing this tomorrow. <laughs> Send the guy. We have to do it before this comes out. So they yeah, I was gonna out. say. <laughs> Copycat. We don't have much time. We'll put the video up. <laughs> Shay, what did you think of that video? Because you said you saw it. I saw yeah. both. I saw people arguing both for and against it. Like some people were like, "Some were for." No, some people. We well, some people yeah. were were saying that it was just like um, the like um, super conservative. Ottawa residents pouncing on like someone having fun, like I've seen that argument. Like, pe- huh. like they made like a really big deal out of it, and they were like, "Oh no, someone!" Like well, this guy's speeding around corners as well. I mean, like I don't know what time of night this was. Clearly, I mean, but nobody seemed, was around. He seemed to do it like okay, relatively safely and responsibly. Like he didn't blast through intersections. Like, True. He didn't True. blast through blind blindly through things like he would slow down and then at at, at perpendicular intersections yes but when, as it curved around i i didn't think he slowed down as much as he should have for those but yeah i mean well i mean are you allowed i mean he's not like as much as he should have he shouldn't have been riding a dirt bike okay first you know, yes walking yeah. tunnels but. which which makes sense in itself but yeah what what, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, i mean okay it's not something i would do <laughs> one i don't ride motorcycles <laughs> That's the most important one. Otherwise, uh, second, I, I, I'm just not a, like a daredevil about it to that extent. But um, I mean, if it was safely cordoned off or something to that effect, like I don't, I don't, I wouldn't care. But in this case, it wasn't fun. You, uh, you know, s- schools out. Could have had a guy. Could have had a guy. Schools, summertime. Right. Uh, yeah, he, summertime. He, he, he wasn't. He wasn't. Like I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it, he, like I said, it, he wasn't blasting through intersections blindly. But you know, it's probably still a little unsafe. But again, like it is it like a teenager just having fun, or is it? I think that's what it is, really. Yeah. But I, I think what what's happening is that it's raising this concern of, and this is just one article that I read was, you know, I mean, people are kind of nervous about the underground tunnels to begin with. It's very convenient. But there's certain risks associated with walking alone at night. 
and, and regardless of outside, and, and actually, I think one person made the argument that it's safer to walk outside because I mean, there's more places to run to, to go if sure. something should happen. Right. Yeah. But uh, uh, you know what the argument was? Uh, it, it, it's along the lines of if the university or if security or whatever had no idea that for 10, 20 minutes, however long this guy was there, if they had no idea this guy's racing around on a dirt bike, how could what they really know what, exactly? And, and I think that's really what it comes down to. Um, yeah. Which, which And I think that's the fairest point I've heard in terms of maybe something should be done. I personally don't care. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there's that risk. I, I've read that too. And, and I think that's the bigger question that they should be focusing on instead yeah. of getting down to a... Suspending this not, guy. Not, not, a, not a red herring, I guess, but like yeah. getting down to like, oh, we should, you know, be reprimanded or whatever right. for this and say, no, he actually probably did a good service to the university. Be like, yeah. you know, this is what can happen. That's it. Uh, Here's not, a short Maybe that wasn't his goal, but, yeah. you know, like... Sure. This does raise questions of security there. That's it. Sure. Yeah, and, and, and that's loud. Dirt bike down there. A yeah. motorbike in a it. tunnel must be loud. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, how somebody didn't hear that as well. Is it's it's insane. Like, <laughs> and like, if if you watch the full video, you can see it. He's he's pretty relaxed doing it. He's taking his time. Like you said, I mean, he's he's being cautious in certain areas, and there's at least two of them. And I mean, I, I don't care who these guys are, and I don't care what happens to them or whatever. But it just raises that point. But uh, but anyway, no, it was uh, yeah. So that happened. Interesting. Yeah. What else happened? Uh, two bats. <laughs> Two bats invaded the CTV Ottawa studios. Yes. Um, yes. This is not a joke. The same thing happened two summers ago, and but it turned out to be a publicity stunt for True Blood. Who wrote this? Who do you know about this? <laughs> That's legitimate news. <laughs> I guess. Uh, but the video is actually funny. It's it's funny. There's this there's this one person who locks herself in this in, in the office, and uh, I don't know. There's this one guy who tries to play the hero, tries to catch this bat, and all I'm thinking of is Dwight. Dwight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody got rabies. That's it. As far as we know. As far as we know, yeah. Uh, the bats are relatively harmless, aren't they? they except for the rabies. The, ra- the, the rabies have. point is probably the one thing that you well, they suck your blood. I th- <laughs> pretty harmless just, vampire bats <laughs> you just confused all around yeah. <laughs> uh, the last piece of news is uh, a TV show may reveal a Rachel McAdams family connection to Ottawa uh, so there's a show called Who Do You Think You Are I guess I, it's some, some American show um, and they're taking a look at Rachel McAdams story uh, so they're looking at where it began as well which apparently includes our very own city of Ottawa um, by that they probably mean they're going to show 20-30 minutes of just images of Parliament at the canal do you, do, you guys, yeah. do you notice that this is like every time there's a sense game every time there's a reference to Ottawa you show the canal you might show Chateau Laurier yep. you show the Parliament and aside from that it's like alright that's, that's we're talking about Ottawa <laughs> <laughs> that was my experience before I moved here I was amazing that there was more city than just that uh, are we, is, is this is this for real? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, but like you, I saw it on like Remembrance Day. You'd watch the ceremony. Yeah, yeah I did that too. You'd see it on Canada Day, but other than that, you didn't see anything except. You know, it's funny in Disney World there is the uh, Canadian Pavilion at um, Epcot. Epcot Center, yeah. and there's a, a film there with Martin Short. Okay. Outline like demonstrating what Canada is. Okay. It's like a ten or fifteen minute movie. Sure. They mentioned, I recall it not. Talking about Ottawa, 
talk about <laughs> Toronto, <laughs> like Calgary, uh, Vancouver, and Halifax. Right. And the only thing I can remember sure. about Halifax was a flyover of Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. Like, my dad and I walked out, I was like, do you realize that they just, like, didn't even talk about Ottawa. They just did a flyover at Parliament Hill, and nobody's gonna know what that is if they're from yeah. like somewhere else. And that's it. And it made me think of Rick Mercer on the streets of wherever he was, but somewhere in the states. And he's saying, you know, what he's asked people, what's the, what's the capital of Canada? Yeah. And and you know, nine times or nine point five times out of ten, the answer is Toronto. Yeah, yeah. And I think the other point five is I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 weird. Yeah. But Ottawa, what is going to change that? Yeah, that's perfect. We're changing that's the a image. Good mission. We're an exciting city. We have a podcast. Yeah, we have a podcast. We have two podcasts. Awesome. Lunch out loud. Lunch out loud. Oh, that's right. Sorry, the city has. Uh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's great. Thank you, Oman. Yeah, did that. So, all right. Uh, Shay, I have cats written on my cheat sheet. That's it. Cats. Period. Just cats. Just are we talking about a musical or are we talking about animals? Uh, it is a capital C. <laughs> but it's not all how, how, how that got on that, I don't know. But uh, I do own a cat. Yeah. I have a Bengal cat. Uh, he is an amazing pet. Um, he does really crazy stuff. And uh, the other day I was on my computer. I think I was playing a video game. Of course. <laughs> As you do. Uh, and I looked over and he was in the weirdest sleeping position. I have a filing cabinet and then a paper shredder right beside it. But like say, you know, six or eight inches away from the filing cabinet. Well, what he did, he was sitting on the filing cabinet and leaned over and put his front paws on the paper shredder. Okay. And he fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> In this really awkward, weird position. <laughs> I took a picture of it because I don't, I don't think people would believe me, but uh, it was, anyway, He he's awesome. He's you know, great. And uh, I used to be a dog lover, but now I have oh, this cat. Converted. I'm a dog and now I convert it. Huh. Uh, do, you, do you often put your cat in certain predicaments and take pictures? <laughs> like a paper shredder, for example. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, no. I mean, it's kind of a fad right now, right? Like planking your cats? Is that. No, no I mean, you, you didn't put. Your, your well, if he, if he's doing something but weird, just or just in general, like you you capitalize on just weird things he does. Yes, and, and Bengal cats are known to be quirky cats to begin with. Okay, like they're very this quirky. I've never heard. Um, they well, you've heard of that, <laughs> you heard it. Uh, yeah, so he does a lot of weird, crazy things. Sure. This is the first cat I've ever seen on a daily basis. So I don't yeah. know if it's cats in general or if it's him. Okay, but he does a lot of weird stuff. Okay. And it's entertaining to watch it. Makes sense. Well, yeah, because the parallel in grinding is, you know how you, I mean, it, it, memes are all over the internet with yeah, cats, cats yeah. and then there's, there's the, the YouTube videos, and I know there are certain people who just go through hours and hours just watching these. Cat videos. They have cat, the cat video awards. The Prime Minister's wife uh, hosted the caddies or whatever they're called. Oh, what? yeah. What? I've heard That's about this. That's not real. Yes, no, it, no, is. This is real. it is real. He's not making this up. They it's have real. Classic Ottawa. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, are are you that that type of person, that type of cat lover? No, I mean, uh, I go on a website called Wimp.com. Sure. I don't know if you've heard of it, but occasionally they have a funny cat video. But I don't, I you don't, don't actively seek it out. No, 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 no. I met it once or twice, but like, 
I get enough entertainment from my cat, so okay, I'm not going to get entertainment go. from other people's cats. So no respect lost. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Alright, um, uh, we're going to wrap up with one of our favorite segments. Maybe the favorite set segment. Favorite? And, and this isn't the first time we've tried to have this segment, and, and it's been a siren. Yep, it's not. Right? It's weird, yeah. It's the second I mean, time. That's, right? our, that's our theme music for the segment now. We, we set fire somewhere that, that's timed perfectly with this. Yes. Segment. Yeah. Perfect. I asked the questions around here. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> that's how it's going to be. Oh, a sound bite. This is our segment where we have our guest ask a prepared or not prepared question. It could be silly. It could be philosophical. It could be practical. Audible-based, not audible-based. Whatever the guest wants. Uh, and they ask it to the three of us. We are tasked with answering it. Do you have a question, Shay? Uh, so it, I will go for the ladder of uh, not prepared question. Excellent. Oh, and I will go with the ladder of uh, philosophical question. Okay. Interesting. Of the two options, the two. That's uh, a hard combo. Okay. <laughs> um, he is holding his head right now. Bracing <laughs> myself mentally. Um. So I guess I know you all. In a good way. <laughs> good start. Good start. Um, but uh, other than like family members or friends or or, or anybody that you you know that you know very well, who has who do you look up to, and you may continuously look up to them or have in the past that you feel has shaped who you are uh, today. Who. I, I can start. Go ahead, yeah. yeah. Uh, I gotta say Bill Nye on this one. Bill Nye. Uh, yeah. Did you had, see him on Ottawa when he came? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. But uh, I've been watching, well, I, I, through school, we always watched Science Guy videos, and I mean, his TV show. Of, and he, he kind of disappeared for maybe 10 or 15 years, but now he's back, and he's all over the headlines. He's been on podcasts, he's been on TV, he's had debates with creationists. I mean, I just, I really like everything he's ever done like he's one of the people that has a his home is like generates more electricity than it uses so he actually gets money from the uh, US government for oh, right. the energy he puts back into the grid okay sweet just like everything he does is so cool and Efficient. amazing he might actually they were talking about possibly doing a new series with him okay cool yeah, yeah I saw him in Ottawa it was pretty amazing Oh yeah, very good storyteller, and he tied everything in at the end. I heard it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went on tangents, but then tied it all in. I meant nice. I meant to go, but I wasn't able to. But uh, huh. wow, this is this is tough, and, and it's it's strange. The only person that's coming to my mind is Wayne Gretzky, and I uh, I obsessed over Wayne Gretzky when I was younger. Like I wasn't I wasn't somebody who read a lot and things, and like and when I did, you know, it was just for your book reports in school and things like that. But I remember I pulled out this six or seven hundred page book which at the time to me was huge actually even to this day it's pretty yeah, it's pretty, pretty big, big. <laughs> that's that's like that's to read Harry Potter to read <laughs> see Harry Potter I've never actually read Harry Potter but uh, I so I anyway I, I read this book front to back uh, once maybe even twice and a lot of it was just stats and a lot of it was how he looked up to Gory Howe and, right. and I, I don't know I mean I think I think even as the years have gone by like um, the, the one thing I liked about him was that he was just a uh, or, or, or continue to like about him is that regardless of the criticism he might be be, be facing 
Or, you know, I mean, there's always that expectation that, oh, you're the best player in the world, well, where's my Stanley Cup? You know, he never won with Los Angeles, for example, and that's who he was with when I, when I was growing up. Um, regardless of what was happening, he was just along the lines of, I'm going to focus on what I'm good at. And, and that's, that's at least my perception of, of, of what this guy was about. And, you know, I mean, leadership or whatever aside, I, I just thought that to be somebody who could just focus on, regardless of, of the sounds around you, focus on this is what I'm here to do and this is what I'm going to do. Uh, I, I always respected that about him. And, and even more than that was, um, so he, he looked up to Gordie Howe. And Gordie Howe came back to hockey, if I'm not mistaken, briefly while Wayne Gretzky was still playing. Yeah. And even to this day, I mean, he he will always say that, you know, Gordie Howe was the person he looked up to. Or, or when people tell him that he's the greatest ever, he's like, you know, he names other players. And it's, 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 it, it was just refreshing because that was one of my first experiences of, this guy is clearly the best. Like, I, I don't think there's any argument. But no. he will never say, or at least for, in, in my experience watching anything, he will never say it. And mm-hmm. it, was, it was just kind of cool in terms of it was, it was humbling. And, and even I mean I, I looked at uh, even recently I mean in, with the advent of YouTube we're able to go back on some times when he was on like the, I think it was the Jay Leno show or uh, Tonight Show sorry or maybe he was with Letterman or something and he was just talking about just in general you know what's going on in his life and he's just this really humble chill guy he did something for Saturday Night Live as well and I don't know, I don't know. so if I look up to anybody I, I Wayne Gretzky's the guy who comes to mind yeah that's, that's it good short answer <laughs> I think mine would be the Michelin Man, for sure. Oh, right. come on! Just man. no, Let's do a real <laughs> one. Here it is. This, this guy made of tires, not even white, not even black tires, white tires, which is not even a thing. And he wants to be in showbiz, and everyone's like, "No, you can't really, be, you can't be an actor, you can't be in movies. You're made of tires." And what does he do? Becomes a spokesperson for like a really big uh, tire chain. You know, it's perseverance. Okay. You, you, you want to try again? <laughs> uh, we'll give you one chance to try again. Probably, I like Ricky Gervais. I think he's like a very um, brave comedian. And he, sa- he said something once in one of his shows that was like, um, he he, uh, he gets flack sometimes for joking at offensive things or, or people often ask like, what shouldn't you joke about? And he is of the school of thought that you there's nothing you shouldn't joke about. And it's because that when you tell a joke, it's with the express understanding that neither party is like that. And so he's like, I don't go up to a pedophile and say, oh, hey, you're going to love this joke, you know? Because, like, <laughs> like, we both understand that, like, we are both not like this, and that's yeah. what makes it funny. That makes sense. And, um, yeah, and I think that is, is often not uh, not thought about in, um, in, in our culture. I legitimately thought he didn't have a second one. I thought that yeah. that's all he could come up with. <laughs> Good for you, Keegan. That was funny. But that's Keegan the character. And I was like, okay, let's <laughs> let's see. But uh, uh, Shady, do you have one? Okay. You must have one. Oh, gosh. <laughs> How does uh, it feel? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> How does it feel? Uh, okay, I didn't think about it. I was listening to you guys. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. We all grow up and we probably shift and change for sure, yeah. who we look up to as we grow through life go through and grow through um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know I'd say one thing that really one person that really got me um that I looked up to uh was in probably th- 
of a fifth-year university, um, <laughs> was a, a, a law teacher who taught uh, cross-cultural communication. Mm. And up until that point, I was very uh, narrowly focused on things. And when he taught, the passion he had about like, like how different cultures operate, how they work, and how where he came from, and all that stuff. And reading the material he gave and taught, he like he seems so genuinely interested in this stuff. As mm-hmm. like he had a full time professional job as a lawyer outside of school, and he oh, taught wow. part time for fun on Saturdays. Wow! And the fact that like and reading the books, he like recommended books. And I read books. And I don't read I don't read like Harry Potter books or fictional yeah. books. Usually, if I don't have much time to read, I'll read magazine, business magazines, or business books. And um, I've read this whole new genre of management that I had no knowledge of. And, uh, you know, he probably had a huge influence on me for opening up my mind completely to new things. Great. Yeah. That's um, the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything like, you know, uh, North America, had, we have certain culture, cultural things that we believe in. You know, um, one of them, like, owning, owning a car is a great thing. And... Um, look like and it's a it's a demonstration of freedom and success financial success and all that stuff and you know i never thought about that before but after talking to him and starting to read things and really discovering the past five years of my life it's like wow you know trying to be a parent of things and being open to like okay this isn't the case here or that is the case here sure. has really opened my mind and to be uh one i guess more understanding of people and two i guess more accepting of uh, of uh, uh, people's viewpoints on, on certain things on, on a lot of things some things I'm right. still a little hard nosed on but, uh, <laughs> that's fine no, I mean no, if we weren't that we baby would steps yeah, so, <laughs> no no that's fine that's yeah awesome. so I guess I guess uh, Garica Polo the oh, nice. business too. teacher cool I like it okay well I think that uh, that sums up really a, well I mean I'm sure there's a lot more we could have talked about but that sums up the time that we have uh, so first of all, I'd like to thank you uh, for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, is there anything you want to plug at all? Anything I want to plug? Uh, probably your band, uh, maybe. Uh, Sons maybe of Pluto. Check sure. us out on Facebook, Twitter. Um, you know, Sons, like a, a son of a father. Sons of Pluto. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. I'd like to ah, plug. Call, yeah. uh, um, I don't know what else. You you so, just got Twitter if I don't if I'm not mistaken. Or uh, I used to have Twitter. Okay. Um, I have another account on Twitter and it got deactivated. I can't even access oh, it anymore. Man. I did have this Twitter account, but I never used okay, it. Never so uh, it seems a, new. A month or so ago, I just spearheaded Twitter and got involved and started following things really? that I enjoy. Uh, Good stuff. Um, I don't know if I should plug businesses or not or. Whatever you like. Whatever. Yeah. This is you get up to you. Two. I get two. So, <laughs> so Sons of Pluto. And uh, my chosen plug today, other than that, would be... Um, well, I, I think... Oh, well, that's all the time uh, we have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Well, okay. Well, you can you can find us on uh, the Auto Watch, uh, uh, I guess, Facebook page, Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. The blog. The blog itself. We're all over the place, and we have exciting guests coming up. Get excited! We have Damien Brooms coming, coming up. up soon. We have uh, Stephen Ruth, jujitsu killer slash 
uh, educator. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think I think we'll have a, a Sarah Rapici. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just good people. Good people. Yeah. Well, a so special shout out also to the Royal Canadian Mint for sponsoring us this episode. Yes, thank thanks you again, that. guys. Thanks so, for the coin too. That was really cool. <laughs> so the way we ended off is we have our guests say auto what, uh, usually drawn out in some fashion. And whichever A you want can be drawn out. <laughs> which we learned last week. Yeah. So whichever you you can you can draw out any syllable if you'd like. You can say it in any voice you wanted and. We'll either cut right after that or shortly thereafter. What about before, like halfway through? We, we, we thought about cutting halfway through. It's not as fun. It's, it yeah, it's, that's it. We tested it out and we intended to. It didn't work out that way. I liked it. Keegan was the minority of uh, uh, <laughs> the. always is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a. Whatever comes to your mind, man. I'll uh, count down from four. Four, three, two, one. Ah, uh, to